Citizens of the Earth, you will be destroyed. I see the dragon! Welcome to Kaiju Carnival, where we explore the worlds of horror, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm Justin. And I'm Jenny. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, me and Jenny are just two dorks who love watching movies and then talking about it. So if that's your sort of thing, hang out and uh, see if you have the same thoughts about the movie as we did. And if you have any movie, future movie ideas, then send it to kaijucarnivalconnect at gmail.com. Before we jump into it, a word from our sponsors. So this week we watched the 1987 John Carpenter film, Prince of Darkness. Yes, we did. (laughs) I had to watch it like one and a half times because it was kind of confusing. Oh, was it? Yeah. I feel like you needed a a degree in like quantum physics and be really good at math to understand this movie. (laughs) This was actually my first time seeing this movie, Mm -hmm. which is funny because John Carpenter... Uh, I tend to like his films. Yeah. In fact, Big Trouble in Little China is probably my favorite film of all time, um, which is awesome because as soon as this started, I was like, motherfucking Egg Chen is in this movie. <laughs> and Wang Chi is also in this movie. <laughs> Both characters from Big Trouble in Little China. And essentially, they were very similar characters to how they were in those movies. Yeah, and also their wardrobe was exactly the same. (laughs) Yeah. It was fantastic. Um, Also, Donald Pleasance is in this movie, who played Dr. Loomis in the Halloween uh, franchise. So, right there you have three, you know, kind of uh, actors that John Carpenter has worked with before. So, we're off to a great start. Yeah, and for that time, they were superstars. They were in a lot of movies. So, Victor Wong's speech to his class at the beginning of the film, I was like, dude, this sounds totally like HN, like (laughs) talking to Jack Burton about what they're going to encounter when they, uh, when they go confront Lopan. I I haven't watched that movie like 20 times like you have. (laughs) Honestly, it's probably the film I've seen the most, like in the entire world. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, we need to review that movie. It's, by far my favorite John Carpenter movie, which is tough to say because he also did The Thing. And The Thing is also my, you know, top 10, maybe my top five. Gosh, what would the genre be for that? Like martial arts? Is that a genre? For Big Trouble in China? Yeah. I, th- I think you would classify it as fantasy, maybe? It's okay. not like it's not like sword and board fantasy. Right. But it is kind of, you know, fantastical. It probably has um, some roots in legend. Legend of Kage? I have no I'm just clue. Kidding. Yeah. That was a Nintendo game. So the thing that I really love about this movie from the get-go is they're doing this weird mixture of science and religion. Mm-hmm. And like those are the people that are going to be the most skeptical about religion is, you know, scientists. And a lot of them are. A lot of them think, oh, this is bullshit, you know. It seems like a few of them are on board like right from the beginning of like, oh, this is weird. Well, I think you they know? were really concerned about their grade more than anything else. <laughs> But it is weird because science is all about facts, you know, hardcore facts and religion is not. So it was it was uh, it was weird. (laughs) 
Well, that's why I found that it was really cool, right? Because yeah. it's like you have this religious aspect that is confronting the scientific aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have, you know, science confronting the religion aspect because it, it kind of was a blend even on the religious side, right? Because it's like Satan's, you know, form was captured into this weird, you know, liquid that's inside this, you know, futuristic container. And even in the religious scripture, they had like, uh, you know, math formulas and calculations that were beyond what these people knew, you know, even then. Right. So they were like, I don't, this is, this is beyond us, you know? Mm -hmm. So it kind of was like, it blended both ways. I thought that was a really cool aspect of it. You know, I didn't even pick up on that. Like this really, this movie was really over my head and I don't know, I don't know why. Cause it wasn't like I was tired or drinking or anything, you know, like yeah. I was paying attention, but it was like so much information that I was kind of like kind of zoning out when it probably shouldn't have been because all I could think of was with the green goo was Ghostbusters. <laughs> I was like, this is like Ghostbusters. <laughs> It's like Ghostbusters to the max, though, because it's Satan. Well, yeah, but it's, like, not funny like Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure about what all the ants and bugs was about. I think later on they said something like he can easily influence, like, um, you know, not complex, you know, organisms. And maybe that's why. But I I, I was trying to think if there's any sort of, you know, religious context to bugs. And I always hear people say, like, you know, like, oh, like flies are like an indication of demonic possession or whatever. But I never heard of like ants you know, and stuff like that. Um, so maybe that's what the tie-in they, they were going for is like the simple organisms sort of thing. And that's why they were kind of being controlled mm. by the goo. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that ants or those those insects are the insects that eat decaying flesh. When Susan, the radiologist, breaks that dude's neck, I was like, that was real quick. And I hope my neck does not break that quickly or that easily because that was like barely any force. I was surprised. Yeah. Well, but that and then I was surprised that his his neck even, you know, just just acting. I was like surprised that his neck even like like flexed that far to the to the left. But I got to say. During that time, I think that um, snapping of necks was like a really big, big thing. And so I think when we were kids, we believed that it was pretty easy. To, you can you could snap someone's neck in the, with like two fingers. That's true. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and like in like a lot of like martial arts movies, they just like walk yeah. up and snap someone's neck. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I honestly did not know until I was an adult that that was not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most so. people's necks are stronger than that. Yeah. So because that's kind of what when you go to a chiropractor, that's how they that's how they like realign you with your neck sometimes. Yeah, but you're like laying on a table and they they can like fully you know put their weight onto your body. But like if you're standing up and someone walks up behind you and tries to break your neck like that, yeah. I think your body would just turn around. Like what? (laughs) Like, like your body would just follow your neck before your neck just broke. It's not like you're like cemented to the floor and you cannot turn around. Yeah. Or you're an owl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I really liked how 
they were receiving these transmissions from the future mm -hmm. in, in like their dreams, right? Because at first you're like, oh, they're all having shared dreams. And then they start getting into like, oh, it's like a message from the future. And even says it in the dream, you know, and throughout the film, the dreams like become a little bit more clear and until the end of the film, it's like, hey, we're from the year 1999 mm -hmm. and, you know, we're sending this message to you in your dreams. Um, so I thought that actually made it make sense why everyone was having shared dreams and also why they were saying like the Brotherhood of Sleep also, you know, had shared dreams. That was the religious cult that was responsible for guarding this thing. Oh, okay. Did you know that the year was going to be 1999? I didn't, no. Okay, because when I first heard the message and it was like uh, just part of the message. Yeah, it was like 19. I, yeah, I really thought, I was like, the message is coming from year 19? And I was like, what kind of world is this? But yeah, it all, oh my gosh, it all came together in the end. And I was like, oh, 1999. Okay, okay. I'm not quite sure why the guy with the mustache jumped out of the window. And then he didn't just like step up and climb the fence. He instead decided to climb back into, like, I was like, that's a weird choice. To be well, like, well, I'll jump down and see what they do. And then they started walking in. Yeah. He could have just upped and over the fence and like, you know, they were walking. He could have just ran off. True. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, there were a lot of questionable things though in this film. It, it wouldn't have been as dramatic if he would have just hopped the fence and ran away. Like That's climbing true. back up was, you know, a, a bit dramatic. So. Yeah. What you think about the stabbing, the stabbing scene? with the, the one guy that was kind of left in the parking lot. That was a lot of homeless, stabs. The homeless lady came up to him and started stabbing him. Yeah. But the, they were they were also killing all the little bugs, all the beetles. Yeah. And so it kind of reminded me of like this like wine, grape stomping experience. And I was just like, man, it must be so slippery because they're like, she's like committing this murder and like trying not to slip on beetle guts you know i think if you're stabbing someone it probably gets real slippery real quick though <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> but then they got put then his body got put together yeah um when he was uh sending that message yeah which was kind of weird because i was like the bugs were basically just holding the all of his limbs and stuff together yeah yeah that was it's kind of it was interesting i thought that was really cool yeah yeah I thought it was pretty interesting that in the story it comes to a point where everybody kind of like looks around and like, hey, where did where did so and so go? And 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 they start listing all these people and then they're like, I think they all went home, <laughs> you know, and like like they're so clueless as to like what happened to them. Uh, either they got murdered or they are. Uh, like a bunch of goo got squirted squirted in their mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's like if I showed up at a place and they were like, oh, hey, Satan's in this jar. <laughs> I probably wouldn't go home. I'd be like, we should probably stay here and figure this out. I wouldn't be like, you know, I'll be back tomorrow. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go get, get some pizza and grab some <laughs> sleep. I'll be back. I'd be like downstairs just pounding coffee and like trying to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really though? I mean, these are what? These are uh, undergrad student? No, these are, they're in grad school, right? Yeah. So um, I feel like, is this really what all these smart people would do? Just go home? Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, they're, they've got to be dedicated to their work, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, especially when it's, you know, 
the embodiment of evil <laughs> inside of a jar in a, the basement of a church. <laughs> and like, I understand why some of them were skeptical at first, but like the amount of evidence that builds up very quickly in this about, you know, like the math formulas and the scripture. And there was just way too much stuff for me to be like, eh, it's probably just like toxic gas or something. <laughs> I gotta say though, there there's a lot of detail um, that was put into this film. Oh, there was a lot. There was a lot, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure they had to get somebody's advice because I know this didn't come from one person's mind. Yeah, you know? it was. Um, I would say it was kind of a kind of more of like a sci-fi horror movie than like a straight-up horror movie because really nothing was scary in it. Uh, um, there was a couple, a few jump scares that I. I jumped a few times. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. But it was really because of the, <laughs> the, uh, I guess it's the son of the devil in the lady, the lady that looked like a pizza. Like pizza No, the that's the devil inside of her. And the devil is trying to summon the anti-god that they talked about earlier. Oh, okay. Okay. That, that was my so understanding devil, of okay. what was going on. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It was good timing on my part because I had just reheated a pizza, which looked just like the devil. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is like the worst time to eat this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, John Carpenter does have that scientific angle also in the thing. You know, this kind of alien because I kind of got alien vibes from this thing. You know, uh -huh. it's like this weird canister and like you, you would think like it's almost like when people say like, you know, ancient aliens built the pyramids. Right. You know, yeah. Like I kind of got, you know, similar vibes. OK, I had a moment of truth, uh, not moment of truth, but a confession, which is that I've never seen seen the thing. You've never seen the thing? No. I, we have to watch the yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a classic. It is. It's probably my top five favorite movies. Top five? Yeah. Wow. So actors in this film, man, Donald Pleasance is very dramatic in this film. He did a great job, but he is very dramatic. No, that is the priest, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was uh, very dramatic. Yeah, he was really into it. I think he was probably... If, if that's your favorite guy, like, definitely was... He was just a very solid figure throughout the whole film. He doesn't look like a guy that has a lot of good times, that's for sure. He's very... He's very stressed very out. Very stressed, dedicated to his work. <laughs> no, so by far, my favorite actor, obviously, is Victor Wong. <laughs> Even from Big Trouble Little China Days, he was, like, one of my favorite characters in the movie. And yeah. he's just fantastic. I just love, like, his... Just his mannerisms and, like, even, like, how he delivers his lines. I'm just like, this guy's the shit. You know, I was thinking about, like, the films that he was in. I think he had the same long hair, didn't he? In Big Trouble Little China? Yeah. Well, I knew in Big Trouble Little China he did. Yeah. But all of his films, he looks exactly the same. Like, they didn't really change him. But he has such a unique, unique like, features, facial features anyway. So yeah. I think that, you know... Um, because he looks so different and then also um, he's such a good actor like you could definitely put him in so many different like you know special um, special roles yeah he definitely has one of those like super unique looks mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it kind of like kind of like the lady from Poltergeist um, the one that uh, I guess the, what is she she's like the She's like the medium. Yeah, the medium. Yeah. Yeah. She has she is one of those types of characters where it's like 
she, you know, when you probably whenever people write like a script for some some film, they think of her. She they have her in mind when they like um, write something because she's so unique. You know, I don't remember her from anything else. though. Oh, what? She was yeah. also like a like a superstar back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah. Cinematography wise, um, I really liked how this movie was filmed. A couple of the things that kind of stood out to me, though, were the scenes where they were reaching through the mirror. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure that the way that they did it was with water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I thought it, it worked out really well. You know, it, it looked like they were reaching into a mirror. I think they also did the for they did that on it was either the original Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2. Okay. But, yeah, they were pretty simple effects. Yeah. Um, he, they, well, even the green goo or slash liquid was also, it was basically like, it was, it's supposed to look like it was on the ceiling. You know, they're doing a lot of like flipping the camera yeah. to different angles, which I mean, is really smart because it really was convincing. Yeah. Um, even though, you know, we're sitting here like trying to figure out like how they did everything. But um, and then I oh man, that the water being sprayed in their mouths. I was mm -hmm. like, this is this is definitely one of those like either it's a garden hose or it's like one of those seltzer seltzer cans from the behind the bar. Yeah. You know, and I was like, these people were probably really choking like, you know, on this on this like liquid because it came out so strong. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I want to say it's definitely practical effects probably on everything. Yeah. Uh, e even at the end when they're like laying there and like the smoke is coming out of their mouths, you, you could tell it was like just on the other side of their head. Yeah, a lot you of know? it was that, like yeah. on the other side of the head. But it, it worked. I mean, it. I didn't think anything looked terrible. So. No, I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was another um, kind of a cool effect with the worms on the window. Like, uh, it was kind of a, I don't know. Like, I know it was worms, but it was kind of beautiful because... They, again, I think they flipped the camera and them, the worms, like, they, you know, as they were, like, dragging themselves down, they flipped it so it looked like the worms were actually crawling up the window. Yeah. So, I thought, I thought that was kind of cool. It's very simple things, but it it had a, a pretty big effect. Like, mm -hmm. sometimes, like, simple stuff works. It right. works really well, you know? Yeah. The score in this movie, obviously, John Carpenter film, so he composed the music uh, along with uh, Alan Howarth, who we actually saw at a horror film festival. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so he 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 was there and he did like a little concert for for the festival. It was cool, um, but John Carpenter has that like it's super. I mean. It's super John Carpenter. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. Like, if I heard it, I was like, this sounds like John Carpenter. A lot of synthesizer usage and very simple, very, very simple, like, notes. Yeah. Kind of going back and forth, maybe using two or three. But it, it's so, it's so, music is crazy because you can just use, like, three notes and just change the mood just like that, you know? It always works so well in his films, though, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So my favorite scenes in the movie were any scene with Victor Wong. I loved it. <laughs> Victor Wong is my favorite scene in this movie. <laughs> but I just, I could not get over his character in Big Trouble All China. I just kept thinking like he had moved on from San Francisco and was now here. Actually, were they in San Francisco for this one? Uh, gosh, I don't remember. Yeah, I'm just going to pretend like they were in San Francisco <laughs> and he had moved on from driving that tour bus around and now he's <laughs> teaching physics at the college. 
that is my that is my fan fiction for this film. <laughs> I like the scene with Walter. Uh, what's his name? Last name is Dunn. The other, um, he's also Chinese. Oh, Dennis Dunn. Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the scene where he's he's stuck in the closet mm-hmm. and he's got the uh, the devil and his two ladies on the one side um, beyond the door and then he could hear his friends on the other side of the wall and they're like yeah it's just a couple hours we'll get you out but he's just like hanging out yeah. and then and they're over there like getting tired trying to dig him out and then there's an, a sense of urgency because now you know the devil is rise has risen up and and is about to get him and then he starts to dig through the the other side from his side of the wall and it's like i was like what was he thinking <laughs> like he's just gonna chill and let them dig him dig him out you know but he started digging and then yeah he got through that wall pretty quick <laughs> yeah well his character too like it's probably just because i've seen big journal Wall china so many times but i could not get past like separating his character from his character in big trouble Wall china do you think it was pretty similar oh yeah yeah, he's kind of like this, I don't know, he's kind of like a little bit of an asshole, but... Yeah, just like his tone and his delivery, yeah. and it's probably because I've seen it, you know, a thousand times, but yeah. like, I was just like, fan fiction, he moved on, he, he broke up with his girlfriend after he <laughs> saved her from Lopan, and now he's going to college to, to learn <laughs> physics. He's trying to make something out of his life Come instead of hanging out with scoundrels like Jack Burton. Become yeah. a millionaire at yeah. age 40. Yeah, age 40, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> American dream. <laughs> what was your favorite? Do you actually have a favorite scene or is it? Nope. Anything really? with Victor Wong. Oh, okay. That was my favorite scene. Okay. Okay. That really narrows it down. <laughs> like, I think overall this film was not my cup of tea just because it, it probably, I probably had to have watched it another time to really grasp it, but I just, I didn't really, I didn't really get into it. So I don't know. Uh, you seem to have really enjoyed it, though. Um, but it's probably because uh, Victor Wong is in it. <laughs> I I really liked the story, right? It It's really hard to compare this against his other work, right? Because he did Halloween, Big Trouble in Little China, The Thing. All three of those movies are, like, iconic movies, right? What um, is the sequential order like when did this film get make made 1987 so i believe after big trouble little china okay and, and was that his first big film no his first big film was halloween i believe oh okay yeah. i believe halloween was like 78 i could be off on that okay i could be way off actually I really liked the story because I felt like it was a cool spin on like a really old story, right? Mm -hmm. The story of like, you know, the rebirth of the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a film where it's like takes a science angle to it. Yeah. And I just thought that was so cool, especially for, you know, 1987 when this film was made. Um, Just that, that hybrid man of science and religion and... It just, I found it really entertaining. So I give this movie A plus. I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us this week on Kaiju Carnival. Check out our YouTube page, Kaiju Carnival, to watch our short films and let us know what you think in the comments. And we have an Instagram at Kaiju underscore Carnival. Uh, Check it out so that you know what we are watching and you can follow along. We'll see you guys next week. またね。<音楽><音楽>